date jokes since our topic this week is perception. So listen to this. It's only temporary for the time being, but I have no death perception, says a woman who just had surgery on her eye on a first date. And the guy looks to her and said, perfect, I have no depth. <laughs> oh, you guys don't get that? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Anyway, so what do you guys think about the word perception? Let's start there. What do you think it means? I mean, obviously we know what it means, but what does it mean to you? Well, I associate the word perception with maybe like judging and okay. a lot of analyzing what other people do or judging what other people do. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys agree? Yeah, I was going to say what people think about you. I mean, the way the word judge to me always has like a negative connotation, but I agree with that. How about you, Sin? You you agree? Well, I, I I mean, I agree to a certain point. Like, I think if a scenario happened, for instance, a man went on a bus, different people would take that same scenario and interpret it differently. So perception to me is like you, your way of interpreting it through your past experiences and your current values and beliefs. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. So each person yeah. would be interpreting that same scenario in a different way. But the dictionary's uh, definition of perception is the ability to see, hear, or become aware of something through your senses. I guess it's how you take something in, something or someone. Today we'll be talking about taking in people, specifically us. Yeah. So my first question to you guys, or at least it was my second question, how do you think you are perceived? How do you think people perceive you? <laughs> um, I think at first, maybe a little bitchy. Then maybe a little, I don't know if I want to put spoiled, but a little bit like, I don't I don't think people perceive me really well at first. And then like, have, have like, you have confirmation of this? I want examples that you've actually heard from people. Yeah, I had plenty of people tell, them, tell me that they didn't like me at first. Like I came off yeah. to them and they didn't really care for me. But then once they got to know me, they, you know, they liked me because they eventually knew that I was in a certain way but when they first met me that you know I probably came off a little strong or a little it's hard to see the person in the mirror and see how you act mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that's what I've been told yeah. okay so how that's about you true. Maddie how do you think people perceive you at first um I don't know yeah, this I, is like yeah like, this, this is, is a hard one <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pretty likable person well I do have strong opinions but I don't let them be known kind of very careful as to what I say and who I say it to so I don't know I think people probably meet me and don't think there's much depth to me maybe kind of plain Jane plain vanilla maybe a little bit of a wallflower but I think once <laughs> it's true you know but I think once people get to know me like they realize like hey I'm not so uptight or I'm not like I mm -hmm. actually have personality right mm -hmm. yeah at least for me people have always used keywords want to describe me adorable like cute <laughs> <laughs> bubbly you know all of these things seem to come up when they like and it's and it's totally different people unrelated but these words always come up to describe me that's how people perceive me I guess so uh, that's a whole another story <laughs> okay so my next question is how do you want people to perceive you because how they perceive you and how you want them to perceive you is two different things. And specifically, I want to talk about how you want 
women in your life to perceive you versus men in your life to perceive you. For me, I think I want women to perceive me as strong and independent, very much a, like an independent thinker and um, self-assured. I, I don't feel like I'm in competition with women, but I want to be able to hold my own ground, especially, especially women. I feel like men I can stand up to a little bit more. But specifically women, I kind of want to be able to hold my ground in. I don't want to come off on the offensive or anything. And when it comes to men, I just don't want to be looked like a, like a child. That's basically it. Basically all of my interactions with men, I come off very childlike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm you know, working every day to try to make change that. But that's how I want men and women in my life to perceive me. I think I want to be perceived as like intelligent, but also joyful. I think there's a part of a lot of people that if someone is intelligent, people feel like you're looking down on them or something. Like I want to be both at the same time. I want to be both, you know, people see me as a very capable person, but also likable. Yeah, and you said joyful. How about you, Maddie? I think that with women, women tend to just, especially with each other, we tend to be a little catty and and in competition. And I would like to be perceived as non-threatening, not because I'm not, you know, I don't have talents and because I'm not, especially like thinking in the workplace, Mm -hmm. but um, not because of that, but just because I don't want to be seen as someone to compete with. You know, the last thing I need is girl drama. When I'm meeting women, to, to make an extra effort. And as far as far as men go, the flip side. Like, I don't want them to feel too comfortable with me. Mm-hmm. I like to keep them at a distance so they don't think that I'm being flirty. To keep the boundaries very clear with men. And when you said about feeling like men kind of talk down to you, I get that too. Like, in the workplace, I've gotten that too where, like, I feel like, I'm, I can't think of the word right now, but, like, I find that men have a tendency to do that in my new job now I'm working with pretty much a group of all women so to me that's so refreshing like no one's trying to cut things down and bite-size things for you because you can't handle the whole picture they speak to you direct they know that you're perfectly capable of doing things so it's a refreshing I haven't worked with men, like mostly men, in a long time. I don't think ever since I work in the healthcare field. It's the most, you know, majority is women. So I have a different take on women. I'm, I don't know. I'm interested to hear what Cindy's reaction is too. Um, <laughs> I honestly, I don't really have a, a, a desire for people to perceive me in one way or another. It is what it is. Like, people perceive me a certain way, and then they get to know me, and they know that I'm not that way. I don't care. I, as long, like, I agree with Madeline with the women drama. Since I'm in also healthcare, there's a lot of women. There's a lot of drama, too. There's a lot of competition, and it's it's kind of needless. I think if I had to choose an answer, I would say I would like people to realize that I'm friend. I'm actually friendly from the get-go, but then not to cross me to that they would have to respect I want to be respected and like if it got to a point where they did try to cross me they know not to do it again and with men I don't think I guess I don't really have a preference either of what they would perceive me as I am a friendly person and sometimes it comes off a little bit like Madeline said it might come off flirty at this point in my career I have a job where I don't really interact with two men and I'm okay with that I'm kind of like over men <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> I don't know. If that I makes thought any of my sense. word, by the way. 
I thought of my word. Remember I was saying, like, men? It's patronizing. That's the word. Yeah. Like, I find men to be patronizing. Yeah, know? I don't... I'm over them, and I'm just kind of like... I'm happy that I don't have to interact with too many men at, on a daily basis. Well, I hope I'm not patronizing, but I am. Let me know. I just find it interesting that I didn't really think about that, because it seems like all three of you have a similar... Uh, yeah, because it's like, it. it doesn't matter how much education you have, how much experience, there's still that tone. Right. But it's also like men, that is a privilege. Like, I feel like I've been discussing this a lot, that everyone has their own privileges, men mm -hmm. specifically. No matter what race you are, no matter what status or class, you have the privilege that you don't have to think about, really care what women think about you. It's not like coming from a place of power or anything. I wonder if guys have to sense? sit there, yeah, I wonder if guys have to sit there and think about, am I being perceived as too flirty? Like, I don't want women no. to get the wrong no. idea. Guys don't care, that's the thing. Guys don't care. I agree with Josh, they do not care at all. And I just think that, if anything, they're more worried about how other guys perceive them. Yeah, it's a competition. That can be, even that, that's, it's not as seriously. Like, women, I feel like women have that same issue, but, like, when it comes, they're, they're taking it from both sides. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Men aren't taking it from both sides. So, in general, do we think that how we are perceived and how we want people to perceive us are, like, two totally different things? I think for most of us it is, except for Cindy, right? Like, <laughs> you, yours was pretty much right. Uh, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> I said that people perceive me initially like a bitch or maybe like, how do you say, like, comparona? You know what I mean? Like, how do you say that in English? Like, you think you're all that? Yeah, yeah, like, per <laughs> people perceive me as that. Is that a right? Would you say that that's probably true when people first meet no, me? No, but I... No, what I mean is, like, you want them, at least for women, you want them to know that they can't cross you. So maybe that first impression comes kind of aligned with that feeling. I think that with women, it's good to start slow, and it's good to be a little bit distant at first, and then warm up. Like, I would be more... I would be more weary of a person that's too overly friendly and too overly nice. Mm -hmm. And I'm usually attracted to people that are slower to warm up. And so I'm kind of the same way at first, a little bit. And then you'll see that I am generally a friendly person and I'm down to earth. But I don't want to, I don't feel the need to be like, oh, friendly, friendly right away. You know, we're going to be best friends. No, but I totally agree with that. I, it's funny you say that because I find that people that are too nice in the beginning, it almost feels disingenuous, mm -hmm, you know? Yeah. So I think there's a, there's a line. You know, like being friendly, letting introducing yourself, letting people know who you are, so you're not a wallflower, but at the same time not being suffocating and taking up all the attention. Do you think that you're, the way you're perceived and the way you want to be perceived is different? No, you know what? It's more aligned now than it used to be. I think as I've gotten older, the gap between the way I want to be perceived and the way I am perceived is cl it's closing. And I'm really trying to close that gap. And I think people are noticing that. I was at my old job for 11 years. And when I started, I was a kid. Looking back, I probably made some mistakes and damaged my perception, like what people perceived of me. So I came into this new job that I started with, with a clean slate in mind and thinking like, this is what I want people to remember me as. Like, this is the first impression I want people to have of me because this will be with them forever. Like, this is... I'm building my reputation from day one. I totally agree. Like, definitely. If you've already built a repertoire with that person, they kind of know you. Like, they have a base 
to go off of. I guess that's something that actually was weird because I was actually talking to this with my therapist the other day, and we were talking about some one of my biggest like what I'm nervous out nervous about what's causing me like a lot of stress lately is the fear walking into this new job and not presenting myself the way I want to be perceived. Yeah. And so I guess what she recommended was you know writing down the things that you that are important to you and that you want to like maintain in yourself and also things that you want to change about yourself and mm-hmm. so I can think you know losing uh, losing weight I want to feel more confident I want to feel I want people to see me as as I said joyful and intelligent yeah that that's it. actually great that was my next question is like how do we ch- like close that gap like Madeline said how do we make people perceive not me obviously people are going to perceive us any way they want but how do we put off the vibes that we want to put off This is something that I've kind of been really into for a while. Branding and especially personal branding. Sometimes we think that branding is just for businesses. But really, we are our own brands, right? Like when we walk into the room, there's a lot about us that it speaks volumes without us even having to say a word. Our appearance, the way we carry ourselves, our posture, all that is part of the message that we're sending across. So I think it's important to know that there's certain things that like, yes, you can't control everything that people think, but there's still things that are within our control. Let's suppose in the case of Joshua, if he wants to be, if he wants to come across as knowledgeable and joyful, then when he walks into this job, the first thing that he can do is just say hi and not be like real shy. Just say hi to everyone you come across. Make small talk with people. Ask for their name. Like, you know what I mean? Those things are in our control. That's definitely was, is the game plan for me going forward and I think even applying for this job, I think I, I push myself a lot. It's crazy, like how many people that I talk to, I'm bumping into at my open house that I end up sending me emails and like turned out to actually help me get the job. And so like net, also thinking about networking now is starting to make sense to me. Yeah. And so that's part, I guess that's a part of being perceived, right? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Like networking? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, to me, it's like you can control your narrative. That's you taking control of how you want the world to see you. For me, yeah, like, the new thing in my life is the new job, and I am going to be meeting so many new people, um, teammates, doctors, social workers, but mostly patients as well. But ultimately, like, what I want changed is, you know, in in my old job, I was bubbly, I was friendly and and not that I don't want to be those things but I also was dumped on a lot and I was very much like a pushover people would you know just kind of give me extra tasks to do and I didn't know how to say no no right so this job I really 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 want to lay down my groundwork because I'm going to be going to so many different places and I really just want to make sure that I put my boundaries up with my teammates and my patients, do my job and be effective at my job, but make sure that I'm not doing everybody else's job at the same time. Yeah. And make sure that people get that message from me. 
So we shall see. And I've, it's already been happening. I've been following the the person that I'm going to take, you know, take over their job. And everybody's like, oh, he's so great. You know, he really went above and beyond. You know, he really did so much. I hope you're going to be like that. And I said, you know what? I'm really going to do the best I can to do my job. And that's really just how I said it. I really made sure that I said it that way. I'm not going to be this gentleman because he, he, he was, he had the same problem that I did apparently. And I just, and I wanted just to make sure that everybody got the message that I'm going to do my <laughs> job and nobody else's. So we, well, I'll let you know how that works out for me. But this, hopefully, I believe it in myself that I'm this confident person, that I can stand up for myself and put these boundaries up. And maybe I'll be more, ta I'll be taken more seriously. Definitely. And uh, considered for different positions. So we'll see. I don't know. How about you, Sin? What are you going to do to make how you want people to perceive you? make it happen what am I gonna do I think you have to for your instance your scenario when people are trying to push over or try to do something you have to stand your ground and you have to let them know that at least for me like I want them to know that I shouldn't be crossed I had a situation actually at work it's always work right I had a situation <laughs> at work where a lady was like screaming at me I was like why are you screaming and she's like oh and she was like so stressed and she was like pissed for whatever reason and she's just dumping it on me and I was like you don't need to scream I hear you loud and clear and then I told my supervisor like I was really thinking like oh I should let this one slide but I'm like no I'm tired of people trying to treat me like garbage and I went the next morning and I told my supervisor like so-and-so you know was out of line I had to tell her something and I'm just giving you a heads up because ridiculous we're all professionals here we all have a lot of stress in our jobs and there's no reason you need to dump your crap on me that's one way of kind of just like in my mind I was like oh I'll wait till the next time but I'm like you know what why wait till the next time she's gonna do it again yeah, that, yeah. that's giving her an opportunity to do it again if I'm stopping it and nipping it in the butt that is a way of like closing that gap. You cannot F with me at work. You cannot talk to me like this. And I, I right. think that's gonna drive that point home. So Yeah, you're absolutely right. I actually did something similar to somebody really just totally made plans with me and then totally not even flaked, totally disregarded me. I showed up and they never they didn't even leave their other plans. Mm -hmm. Like it was awful. Oh, and wow. usually and usually I would have been like, you know, I would have just Le like I would have just left silent or whatever. I wouldn't have said anything. I would have probably ghosted on them or whatever. But I called them out on it and I was really happy that I did. One, I felt instantly better that I said that and then also they know that how you know how that wasn't okay if we don't call people out on their stuff they're not gonna know they're doing something wrong they should know but right. they, they won't because there's a whole bunch of people like myself as enabling this bad behavior so I said you know what time to call it out and make that confrontation that you're you know that's a little it's a, yeah it's a little nerve-wracking a confrontation but you feel better once all your feelings are out there in the open and hopefully prevent it from happening again so I totally agree with you, Sin. Mm -hmm. So the last thing I just want to say, and this quote, and definitely we have a lot of power on the way that people perceive us, but I also want to put out there, people are going to, they're going to see us any way they want to, and it's really more a reflection of them as well. Like a lot of times, have you ever met somebody that reminded you of somebody else, and you instantly thought, oh my god, this person is just like so-and-so, because some maybe something so small, and then after, after a while, you were like, 
oh, they're not anything like so-and-so. Totally, totally different. Has that ever happened to you guys? Like you make a gut judgment call and then that person totally proves you wrong. But it had nothing to do with what they did. It was just something that you had thought in your mind. With me, it's like... I'm pretty open when I meet people, so I don't have my guard up with them. I'm not overly extroverted, but at the same time, I think I'm a pretty good ju judge of character because I kind of allow myself to get a feel for them. And I think part of it is like being open. Like if I was automatically, there's certain people that are like, nope, I don't like you from the beginning. And then their feelings change or maybe they're like the opposite. Maybe they're just like, I'm open, you know, I'm everyone's friend, like love con pinche. And then people play them and then they get upset. So I think I'm more of a tentatively allow myself to be open. I don't go full in and I don't turn people away, but then I get a really good idea of who they are and if I want right. to pursue friendships or relationships with them. I think that since we're talking about perception and, and you know, basically reputation and how people see you, I think that that's something that you always have to manage. Every action you do leads to this perception. Your personal brand is something that you have to work on every single day. It's not mm -hmm. like something that you can establish. Like, and that happens in the with businesses too. It's like you could be a business and you could be hot today and not cool tomorrow. So you always right. have to work on curating your image. I think you that's know. kind of exhausting, isn't it? That would be so exhausting to try to... It is, but then at the end of the day, it's like you're controlling the story. At least, maybe not in personal relationships I was about as much to say, as in the workplace. I was just going like, to say that. I was going to say, like, it sounds like all these stories is work because we're there certain hours of the day and stuff, but your family has seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know what I mean? And they're still yeah, around. I so. mean, like, they know me, they love me, they accept me for who I am. I'm, you know, I'm more concerned about the work relationships that I'm making and, you know, the career path that I'm trying to take. So for me, when I say curate, in my mind, I'm mostly thinking about, like, my business and my career. How do I want people to perceive me in those areas? From a personal standpoint, yeah, maybe I haven't focused on that because I really, no new friends over here. It would probably be wise to, it would probably be wise to close the gap because eventually your true colors are gonna show and if you're you're the way you want people to perceive you is like really really different than how you really are then it's gonna be you know it's gonna come to light because you're you're gonna let your guard down eventually you know what I'm saying well you see but that yes I agree if you were trying to be someone completely different than you are I think what we are talking about is not not let's not be fake I don't think the point of this topic was like let's be someone completely different I think it's like how do we highlight the things that we want people to know about us right at least that's the way i take it you're a friendly person and people perceive you as mm -hmm. you know not so friendly it's not like you you're being someone that you're not it's that mm -hmm. you want to highlight to the world the person that you are before they have a chance to make their decision about you well i think the what i want to like leave this discussion on like a note that i want to leave the discussion on is you are what you do and not what you'll say you'll do 
So basically, you know, we all want to be perceived as a different person than we are perceived, but I think we need to be that person that we want to be perceived as. It's all fine and dandy that we want to say, oh yeah, I want to be strong and I want to be perceived as this great person and blah, 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 but then you need to be that person. You can't just want to be perceived as that person. You have to show that you, you are that person. Otherwise, right. you're going to be perceived as who you are right now. You're going to be looked as a fraud. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I think what we're doing every day that we're, you know, trying to be that person that we want to be perceived as is a step in the right direction. You know, choosing those fights like me and Cindy did, you know, like standing up for ourselves. That's, that's great because then those people are going to know, well, fuck, I'm not going to fuck with these girls anymore. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's how people are going to perceive you, by what you do, not what you say you're going to do. So that's how I want to leave the our listeners i want to leave that on this note but what else is going on in our lives anybody have any bochincha this week so my bochincha this week is about the mark zuckerberg thing have you guys been following yeah, that at all yeah what? I, I saw it at the gym well mark zuckerberg um obviously the ceo of facebook went before uh congress both the senate and the house of representatives to kind of talk about this massive security breach that happened to people's data and mm. over a hundred million people had their private personal data stolen and hacked from facebook from yep. facebook oh shit i didn't even know about that yeah, yeah he went in front of congress <laughs> my husband said he looked tired like he's <laughs> a thousand years <laughs> no. did you see his haircut though did you see his haircut no, i didn't see i didn't see anything his haircut was terrible it looked like they put a bowl over his head and just shaved his hairline <laughs> Well, money, more problems. <laughs> Go ahead, Josh. That's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about that. That was like, in a way, it was like something that was really serious. And I think also like the, the politicians also messed this up. Like they kind of, him just looking ridiculous and acting like a weird like robot or something, just acting strange in general. It was kind of a distraction of what like is, is a serious issue right now. Personal, we don't see it right now as valuable. We don't take a lot of pride into how valuable our personal data is. All this information on us, and it, and that can be stolen, and it's there's a value to it. And I just I just felt like it was a lot of people ignoring that fact. Obviously, it was funny. I had a lot of laughs at some memes of. of <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg drinking water in a weird way, and it was funny, but just want to remind people, take a little more pride into your personal data. What yeah, can we do sucks. about it? But the thing like, is that, what do you suggest they... doing besides logging just off of social media? Selective. Well, yeah, there are things you can do, you know, on some social media that you say, I don't want this shared, I don't want to put this on certain programs that you can download on your computer. I don't have all the specifics. I'm just saying, look into it. You know, maybe you don't need, maybe you don't need all the, yeah, you know, shut a, it down. It's okay. You it's as simple, I think, as like not filling in all of the blanks that there is on your profile. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's literally like your birthday, your hometown, like where do you live now? Where have you worked? Where do you work now? Like all of these blanks. You don't have to fill in all of that and stuff. And one of the things that Facebook wanted to do was ask for people's medical records. And, <laughs> yeah, they wanted people to post their medical records on Facebook. And it's 
it's just well, people have stuff on, um, you know. taken down their Facebook accounts. That's what I would do if I was really concerned about it. I would just take down your your Facebook account. Well, and deactivate the problem it. is, well, the problem is even when he was, you know, they were questioning him, he didn't even have an answer as to how long the Facebook has your information. Yeah, you can delete your account, but, that but it may still live on forever. I was, oh, gonna, I, was, I was just going to say, it's not news that Facebook's been taking your preferences and selling it to advertisers. So, like, oh, for instance, yeah. you know, when you but scroll I mean, down your Facebook line, and I see, you know, maternity things now. Pottery barn kids, me, probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's nothing new. It's if you're going to fall for it. And then, like, if you're putting your work information... Like that's dumb too, because they could t your job can now see whatever you post, and if you post something dumb, you know they can they like I've had a girl been she was worked with me and she got reprimanded for something she wrote about the job on Facebook, you know that's just ignorant wow. that's being ignorant on your part. So it's either you take it down altogether or you know. Or you, you can be a little bit more savvy with it. That is an in-depth topic for another day. Because let me tell you, social media and like work and career, I got stories for you. <laughs> Especially when I feel like I, I know someone who's, whose career is actually in social media. And I'm like so interested to know, like, can, they could probably look into all of your social media, know where you've been, what you were doing, like, how do you ever have a night out or, you know, You don't post about it. Exactly. You don't post about it. Exactly, because you, there's people like, my friend last but, night that was, I don't post on Facebook, but then they tag you. Yeah. Here at this restaurant and blah, blah, or, blah. Or, I mean, it's coming to the point where, yeah, and we'll, we'll close this down, but coming to the point where it's so smart that even if you don't post anything, they can see your friends' accounts, and even if they don't tag you, uh, Facebook has face recognition, and it can show your face. So even if that person mm -hmm. didn't tag you, they can still see what you were doing. Even if that you didn't ta you didn't post it, or they didn't tag you, they can still see where what you've been doing, and insane. It's, it's just creepy. crazy. Kind of creepy. Um, let's see. This week, second week at the job, it's going really great. I'm actually picking up things a lot faster than I anticipated. Uh, the only thing that's got me kind of, I don't know, stressing a little bit is that the hours are 8.30 to 5. But when I get there, which is, I work 10 minutes away, I try to get there 15 minutes early. I get there at 8.15, everyone's already at their desk working. And, <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, remember, we're talking, like, we were just talking about perception. I'm the one who lives the closest, and um, I'm thinking I'm coming on time, and I, I feel like I'm late. So I, I really feel like I'm at a dilemma here because, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> it don't matter what they're doing. They probably come in at 8 o'clock. I mean, listen, this is the thing. Like, it's a it's a new group. It's a, a different culture. And I'm also with you guys. Like, I'm with Charlotte. Like, I was a workhorse at my other job. And, and I, don't get me wrong, I like working, but I also want to be seen like I have leadership qualities. And I don't necessarily want to be you know, slaving away at my desk at all hours of the day. Like, I want to work smarter, not necessarily harder. So, 
I feel really conflicted about this whole thing. Like, there's you nothing know, to be conflicted about. Thing. And you showing a leadership, if you want to be seen as a leader, then you have to pave a new path. And the leaders blaze a new trail. And this is your trail. You take your lunch outside of the office. Exactly. And you come now at 8.30 and you take your lunch. And this, this is going to be showing, oh, there is a different way than oh, eating lunch together. It's just yeah. work. Yeah, and I think, you know, just because, yeah, just because you're working your 40 hours doesn't mean that you're not going to work hard during those 40 hours. You just give it 110% during that time, you if know? Anything, and, if anything, they'll value your time more once you're at work because they know once she goes to lunch, you are, you know, this is your time. Right. And, and Madeline, work-life balance. This was a part of the plan. Getting this job <laughs> was a part of your work-life balance with your family. So just keep that a priority. Like I said, doesn't mean that you don't have to give your job 110%, but you're giving it okay. between 8.30 and, and 5. All right, guys. Well, um, thank you so much for listening to our new podcast. We hope you, you enjoyed it. Make sure to follow us on Know What I Mean pod and um, you can email us at where's what's our new email we are at uh, know what I mean podcast at gmail.com awesome and you can also follow us this may change but we, as of now you can follow us on Twitter <laughs> at this is at this is uh, KWIM so. all right awesome thanks so much guys have a wonderful night good night, good night everyone, everyone. Bye. Bye.